We're in the middle of a six-part series on the family, and we've had uh, two sessions. So just a reminder, the whole purpose of it is to remind you of the, of the goodness of what you're doing. It's good to be married. It's good to have a family. I know it's crazy difficult, but it's really, really good. And then to offer some help in some kind of way from our deep wisdom tradition in the Catholic Church. So the first week we talked about just basic theology, just the core level. And the core level is that God is a trinity. He's a trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That means he's perfect relationship. And everything he does is based off of that, and we're based off of that. So we actually necessitate him. We need him, and we need each other to be in relationship. And we're not really our full selves when we're not in relationship. When we're sitting in our room alone on the phone, that's not really the highest height of us. The highest height of us is when we're knowing somebody and loving somebody and being known by them and being loved by them. It's just how we're designed. And the core construct of all relationship is marriage. That's the base level. Most people are called to be married. And so in that marriage, the love, the reality of it creates more people. And that's what God's like. And so we become like him when we enter into the design that he made. And we're not truly fulfilled in those specific ways unless we're doing that in some sort of way. And I know a ton of you are doing it for real, and I'm very proud of you for that. Okay. Second week, we talked about um, the key to having a healthy family, though, if you enter into that, is having a healthy marriage. Very difficult, nigh impossible to have a healthy family if you have an unhealthy marriage. And so if you're not joyful, peaceful, deep, deep in your heart, core of your being, even in the midst of the chaos of being married and, and having a bunch of micro-sized people in your space all the time, then you're struggling on some level. And that's okay. It's so, so important to acknowledge that to ourselves because then we can move forward. There's no shame in it. This week, I just want to talk about one core concept because it leads to what we're going to talk about in the next three weeks. It answers the question, when we say healthy family, what are we even talking about? You know, what does that even mean to have a healthy family? So we're going to look at like concrete examples of that, the things that it actually means. But for now, what I would ask us to focus on is what we call in philosophy the via negativa, the negative way. You try to understand something from what it's not. And so we can understand what a healthy family looks like just by looking at what's around us. Like we are surrounded in our culture by unhealthy families. Yeah. Like maybe we even grew up in one. They're uh, a group of people that live together for themselves. You know what I mean? Like they're in the same place. They maybe even have some sort of genetic relationship, but they're all living for themselves. This is something we actually have to teach children not to do, right? Because we're sort of born, we're born fallen, so we're born focused on self. And so if you let that go too long, you end up with, you know, a bunch of people that just kind of live in the same house. So that seems to be pretty standard. There might be a wispy sense of God 
in the house, but it's more like a general spiritual thing. Like he doesn't ask anything of you. He doesn't ask anything of us. Um, all morality is based off of feelings. So whatever you feel, if it feels, you feel that's what you want to do, then that's what you do. Everybody's eating separately. Everyone's insanely busy. Knowledge and truth aren't intentionally passed on. Screen time far outweighs heart-to-heart -heart time. Far outweighs by hundreds of percent. Just think about that one reality. How much time we spend watching a screen rather than talking to another human being. For our entire history, that was not the case up until the last maybe 10, 15 years. So you can tell what a healthy family is just by looking at what it's not. And because we're fallen creatures in a fallen world, here's the thing though, some of that can creep into our houses and families. Because right? you just kind of generally automatically become like what's surrounding you. So what does a healthy family look like? It just doesn't look like what's surrounding us. It really doesn't. We're, we're in an ocean of what's not ideal and or overtly evil. And we're like a little tiny island in the midst of it. And we have to switch to that mind frame in order to make progress. To be a truly Catholic family and to live morally in alignment with what God has revealed to us to be true is extremely countercultural. It's extremely countercultural and very difficult to pull off. You know all that. I haven't told you anything brand new here. You're doing it so you know it. So what I want to do for the next three weeks is to start to look at the specific aspects of family life that if taken very seriously and mastered one by one, they lead to having a humble and strong family. Wise as serpents, but as harmless as doves. Sheep among wolves. That's what we want to be. So we're going to focus on three areas. Prayer, behavior, and education. Prayer, behavior, and education. For now, this week, I just want us to uh, chew on this in our prayer time, drive time, work time, like whenever, whenever you have time to chew on it. The idea of having to be countercultural in order to be successful at having a healthy family and what that means for you personally. What does that mean for you personally? Okay, and the way I do this for myself, you know, not a bio fam, so it's a different thing, but I think the, the, it works in any situation, is just to ask the Holy Spirit, what are you into that I'm not into? And what am I into that you're not into? Because we're not perfectly in sync. And so looking at our lives through that lens, so critical, so important, it shows us like how we're out of sync with the Lord. So for instance, for our purposes, how does the influence of the world, the flesh, and the devil, how has it crept into our specific family? What friends do you gossip with that you need to have a, a, a convo with to either cut off or, or confront in some sort of way? What shows do you watch or let your kids watch that 
you know in your conscience is not getting anybody to heaven and is in fact leading them farther away from it. How do you talk to your spouse, especially in front of the kids who are constantly on record, recording everything? Could be anything. Could be th it's thousands and thousands and thousands of things. So ask the Spirit of God to enlighten your conscience as to what it is for you, and then chat about it with your spouse. Begin to chat about it. Then next week, we're going to start to learn how to create a family orarium, a prayer schedule. Hopefully you have one of these, but maybe there'll be some tips and things that you can integrate into your already existing family prayer schedule. So we're going to learn how to set up a prayer schedule, how to bless your kids. The church has formal rites through which parents can bless their children and how to pray over them for protection from immaterial evil.